0: Right. Damn, I ain't become a psycho. The bell i might Michael. Can't really trust nobody with all this jewelry on. You my roof lip like a so Got diamonds by the polo.
1: Oh, come with the Tony Roma for clowns and all the balls. Well, I pick become a psycho. The momma bad like Michael. Oh, can't really trust nobody with all this jewelry on. You my roof lip like a so Got diamonds by the polo. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boys, and we're back at it again. It is yet another <laughs> episode of Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker. and It's almost that time, ladies and gents. It's been a long offseason. We've come to the desert of the offseason. We've, we've had to watch coverage of Little League baseball and all the other terrible things that occur when it's not NFL season. We're getting there, slowly but surely. Teams report on Monday. The Cowboys will be back at the Star. And we are only a short two weeks out from the NFL draft. This is right.
0: Uh, we get our first little bit of crack for football coming back to uh, kind of keep the fiends um, who are getting agitated right now. Get us hey, back in hey rhythm. Hey, baby.
1: Y'all, y'all got some of that NFL football?
0: you going to have some- to wait a few weeks. Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah. so yes we're we're all excited um obviously the draft is the best way for uh the cowboys to improve since <laughs> we're not really players in free agency but goat, um we did make some moves we'll be getting into that so uh the point of this episode we're gonna kind of catch y'all up on what has happened in our our time apart these last couple weeks um Go through a few players that are being projected to be Cowboys, a few players that mean go want to be Cowboys, and then uh, just look at um, some of our division rivals and uh, what moves they might make or, fingers crossed, moves we hope they make. Absolutely. (coughs) Josh Allen.
1: Um, Josh Allen. Elite hands. Absolutely. Dude, such huge hands. He's so tall. So tall. So that we got a lot to get to, so we'll jump right in. Um, first of all, I guess we'll just update everyone on where the team stands today as opposed to where they were the last time you guys heard from us. Um, you know, we had really just piled it on to the Cowboys for not going out and getting anyone. And I'm not saying that Stephen Jones listens to this podcast religiously and makes all the team's moves based off of what me and Ben say in this podcast, but I will say that within 48 hours of us – piling it on to them about not going out and finding any receiver talent. Alan Hearns, of, formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars, became a Dallas Cowboy. So I'm going to go ahead and pat on on the back for that one. That's okay. Alan Burns Hearns, Miso Herney, the this man guy, himself. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this. In typical Cowboys fans' fashion, I've already seen wild overprojection of how talented this guy is. Today, as I mentioned before we got on the air, bin, I got into a classic... Shouldn't have done it, but I did e-fight on Reddit with mm. some lame who's probably never been to Dallas. It's a bad decision, my friend. It is, but he's out here being like, in fact, you know what? For the purposes of this, I am going to read you what this gentleman wrote. And I want, I'll want i leave it for the fans to decide if this is logical. Title of the thread. Alan, all caps, by the way. All caps. Alan Hearns is a wide receiver one material. Hmm. There I said it. Hearns is pretty on par with Dez Bryant. He might not have the exact same skill set, but Hearns can play. And Hearns is a viable number one. Hearns' last 1,000-yard 10 TD year was 2015, and Dez's was 2014. Hearns also did what that with Blake Bortles, not Tony frickin' Romo. Also, side note, you write frickin' on the internet, ugh, you're lame. Just say fucking, man. We're saying dude, it on the podcast. Dude, just say fuck, dude. It's, oh, the internet is unedited for a reason. His last two years were cut short by minor injuries, but his projected production would have been similar to Dez. Oh, sick, dude. In this imaginary world, dude, dude, Alan Hearns would have been as good as Dez Bryant. That's so tight. It's cool. It's very. Hearns cool. is 26 years old, which means he's entering his prime. If you expect Dez at 30 to recreate his prime production four years ago that he had with an elite QB, why would you not expect a guy entering his prime to do the same? If Hearns can do it with Bortles, he can do it with Dak. We've never seen Dez have that type of production without Romo. I believe Alan Hearns is one, entering a prime age of 26 and already has produced a 1,000-yard 10 TD season with an average QB is a viable replacement for a guy going on 30, his last 1,000-yard 10 TD season was further away than the guy who's replacing him. Alan Hurts is not replacing Des Bryant. That's not okay, but whatever. Well, hopefully not. And I'm not even saying Des can't still be great or that we should cut him. I'm just saying that if we do, for totally understandable reasons, that it's going to be okay. All right, let me just break this down please, in a few please. points. First of all, when Dez Bryant was 26 years old, he didn't have one barely 1,000-yard 10 TD season. He was among the best receivers in the league. So, cool, dude. Whatever with your one 1,000-yard 1, season. Two, yes, Alan Hearns did have one season where he did really well. That was also a year where the Jaguars were 5-11, and 11, played from behind the entire time, and had the worst rushing attack in the entire league. So Blake Bortles literally threw the ball 70,000 times a game and everyone who could catch a cold on that team had great receiving stats. Josh Gordon had amazing receiving stats on the Browns. That doesn't mean that Josh Gordon's the best receiver in the league. He had a very good situation. Alan Hearns, I'm very happy to have him here. I think that he could absolutely make good catches in traffic, move the chains, free up some space, and be better than Terrence Williams. That said, the idea that this team could cut Des Bryant and put in a guy who was the number 2 receiver on Jacksonville, who until last season was the biggest joke in the world, and that would make this team better, is truly laughable. So, in conclusion, I don't know what's going to happen with Des. We'll get into that in a moment. But Alan Hearns is a good addition, not a good replacement for this team. I raised my case. Woo. Good job. You got heated there, buddy. I got, the, you know, that venom coming out, dude. I don't like this guy. <sighs> I know. I
0: know. So let's catch up some of you who may not be diehards and are are, are just coming across this wonderful pod. Um, Alan Hearns signed a relatively friendly deal with Dallas. I think two years, 12 mil, something like that, um, which we were very happy about. Um, he is a wide receiver, formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars. As Andy kind of went through uh, that post, he did have uh, one—I don't know what you really say—prolific, but one year they got him a, a nice contract in Jacksonville. His second year, he had 64 catches for 1,031 yards and 10 TDs. So, what I like about him is I already think he's an upgrade from Terrence Williams. I think he's a suitable number two. He is only 26 right now, about to be 27 next year. Um, He came to us on on a light deal, and he's also from the U, baby. And you know, I like that. And you know, it's all about the U. So I am excited for the signing. Um, Yeah, and it
1: puts Terrence at number maybe the number three spot, which I like a lot more. I think Terrence can be a great number three receiver. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, T Dub does some things well, Um, but I don't. Want anyone out there to think that Alan Hearns can replace Dez. And if that's the Cowboys strategy, it's a terrible one. But we did make that move. So hopefully, um, bringing an extra weapon to Dak like Hearns helps us out. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's got on the field, Andy. And I think that was probably my favorite signing of uh, our free agency thus far
1: yeah, absolutely. That's a great weapon to add. Um, Hearns, you'll watch this guy's tape. He makes catches in traffic. He makes difficult contested catches. I like his hands. I like his route running ability. He can't he does have the ability to stretch the field. He's not like a we're not talking John Ross here. He's not gonna just like rip the top off the defense, but he does have the ability to go vertical. Um, and and uh, no no character issues with this guy. none of that stuff. So that's great
0: right in fact uh he had worn 88 they called him a uh, agent 88 in jacksonville and uh surrendered the number cuz des bryant wears it here and uh he'd actually and I believe he said it's because
1: Dez is that dude which i appreciate
0: he did yeah he uh he already had a nice tweet for uh Dez who, who welcomed him with open arm because Dez is a good teammate you motherfuckers um truth so he decided to wear number 17 because Alan Hearns went to the U, played in Jacksonville as a Miami guy, um, and the 17 represents the 17 uh, shooting victims that happened at the. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm forget Stony Douglas. I think. Is that yeah, right? like Fort
1: Lauderdale area. Yeah, uh, so just a little bit north of Miami. Um, so he
0: he's playing to honor them, which, as Andy said, it's a it's just a nice touch. By all, accounts, by all accounts, all accounts, all Jacksonville fans that I talked to. And I guess Jacksonville fans do exist. Um, the ones I talked to had nothing but good things to say about him. So, um, I, like I said, I don't think he's a number one guy, but he's a solid number two in this league. And we got him for for a pretty good uh, friendly deal. So that was. Uh, and he's been 100. out.
1: He's already been out at the uh, voluntary unofficial work that Dak's been putting in at the star this last week. He was out there with the rest of the receivers. Um, just kind of building some camaraderie with the rest of the squad, getting used to some of the routes, getting used to timing with Dak. Um, so that's all great. Everything good there. Um, I guess the only other minor pickup for the Cowboys was we did get Coney Ely, who was a former second round pick at defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. no, nothing to write home about, but, uh, you can always use another rotational guy at the end. Uh, it's a pass rushing league. Obviously, uh, the pass rush for the Cowboys kind of starts and ends with DeMarcus Lawrence and, uh, David Irving, but it's always good to have another capable guy in there. Um, and I think with the the quartet of uh, Lawrence, Irving, Taco Charlton, and Ely, you might have something there, and we'll see what happens in the draft as well. So defense shorted itself up. We've got some holes we obviously want to address in the draft, but all in all, the Cowboys didn't break the bank, um, and they a- addressed some things that have been troubling in the past. So not too shabby. Agree. Yeah. Kony Ealy has, if you look up his numbers, won't jump out at you.
0: He's also 26 right now. Um, 15 sacks and four seasons, you know, doesn't blow you off the page, Uh six force fumbles, but he's a rotational guy adds some depth to that defense so that it's not all, hopefully not all Irving and, uh, tank, you know, hopefully taco continues to grow and, you know, he can kind of be the guy who gives those guys a, you know, a little bit of breath, you know, comes in for 10, 12 snaps a game.
1: Definitely an upgrade over like a Benson Mayowa who left the team this offseason, I think. So I'd say that's right. a that's an upgrade in that position, kind of the second rotation of DNs. So, welcome to the team,
0: Coney Ely and Third Degree Hearns. We uh, hope you are productive cowboys
1: and friends of the pod. Side note: Do you think that, like, when that whole Coney 2012 thing happened, do you think that was rough on Coney Ely? Do you think he was like, "Damn, dude, this like African warlord has the same name as me," and now everyone's like yelling about Coney? And that was probably a really no. tough, like, week for him. He probably bought that T-shirt, you know, because he thought that it was, would be
0: kind of tight. tight. Now, like if I saw him yeah. show up with a Coney twenty twelve, be like, ah, oh, sweet.
1: That's kind of cool. Maybe, hey, if he does really well, we can make like Coney twenty eighteen shirts, like them. That'd be kind of tight. That's ah, yeah. a little dark. That's yeah. a little dark. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll play on it. We'll play on ah, it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So that was that's kind of the the totality of the Cowboys free agency um, and so that really gives us an idea of where we stand going into this draft now the Cowboys have 10 picks in this draft we got some uh, yeah. some uh, comp picks uh, we got um, unfortunately because of kind of where we landed that terrible nine and seven territory where you're you're not bad enough to warrant high picks you're not good enough to make the playoffs we are stuck at 19. Um, there's been some talk about trading up. There's been some talk about trading down. There's been some talk about who can you get at 19. Um, I will say the Cowboys have gotten some very good talent after 19. Um, Des Bryant was got after 19 Zach Martin. Um, so there's been some very, very good players, Travis Frederick. Frederick. We've gotten some very, very small pros. You know, there's, it's not an exaggeration. We've gotten three, all pros in the last, Decade or so uh, out of picks later than 19. So there is definitely hope that you can go out there and get some guys, depending on the depth of talent in this draft. Um, so, Ben, my question for you is you know, seeing now, you know, where this team exists, um, you've got some new guys, you've added some free agents, you've had some guys move around position wise. Byron now kind of playing some corner, which I, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of really stoked about that. I think Byron's skill set really lends itself much better to cover corner than it did to playing safety. Um, you know where? What are the positions that you would really like to see the Cowboys address in this draft?
0: Yeah, I think the first one that I would uh that jumps off is linebacker to me. Um, you know Anthony Hitchens left the team and the Chiefs gave him a really big deal. I mean, I'm happy for Hitch. I I love what we got out of him as a sixth round pick, but you know I, I didn't want to pay him that money. But you know, outside of Sean Lee, who's now I think 32. Um, he's getting up there in age and we know Sean Lee's always a bit of a health factor. Um, we have Jalen Smith who's still proving he belongs in this league or at least can maintain, you know, a 16 game workload. And, um, hopefully, you know, like I said, that knee issue is, is continuing to get stronger for him. But, you know, we, we, he's kind of a question mark, Andy, right. And the, the only other, uh, linebacker I think we have is, uh, you know, Damian Williams, who who's in legal trouble for pulling a gun on somebody last year. Just so. brandishing, though. Yeah, sorry. He didn't pull a gun. He let the person know that he had a weapon on them, which BT dubs. <laughs> I have a gun.
1: It's here. It Here's is an I- AR-15. He didn't point it at them. He just he just brought it out. He just showed I'm it assuming off. this was like what, like six or seven heavily armed men that he pulled this weapon on them. Uh, I believe it was a family that uh, – Oh, was it a woman in traffic who he had been an offender-bender with? Ah. Oh. Oh. Well, I actually what? believe that
0: the story was he was parking at a – um, like a concert or something, like a fireworks show um, for the 4th of July, and the person was saving a parking spot, which is a real asshole move.
1: That's, that's real whack. All right. You can't – they were saving it on foot?
0: Yeah. We're standing in there, ah. and he decided to drive his car into the parking space
1: anyway. Um, of course, a beef ensued, and then he pulled out a weapon. So, anyway, Damian Williams. Well, that person deserves to be shot, so <laughs> I'm, I applaud Damian for showing some re- restraint. Good job, Damian. Kind of man job. we need in the locker room. So, linebacker, I completely agree
0: with. Um, yes. So, anyway, in conclusion, uh, that's that's probably the number one. Um, I would also like to see safety, you know, especially definitely. if Byron's moving to corner. And we just lost Barry Church a year ago. Our starting safeties right now would be some combination of Jeff Heath, Cavon Fraser, and Xavier Woods—the three of them—and none of them are going to scare defense. Andy,
1: I agree. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with both of those. Um, I'll, I'll go with two different ones just for the sake of, of difference. But okay, 100% agree with you on both of those. Um, I'm going to say we need—we still need help at the wide receiver position. Um even if it's not a a thing where someone can come in and make an immediate impact, I think we need to start thinking about the future. Um Des is getting old, and personally, my ultimate fantasy is that we bring in someone who can Des can mentor and kind of groom to assume his role. Um, so I would love to see another a young weapon brought in uh, on the offense, on the offensive side of the ball. Um and then the other one I'll go in is uh, is is D line. Um, sure. And and honestly, either one of the of the lines is good with me. Um, we saw some very big weaknesses both at the guard position and at rotational tackle last year when Tyron had his injury issue. Um, I think we all remember the Falcons game. Uh, real real rough from the the backup guys uh, from a tradi- well, from a position that is traditionally one of the the core strengths of this team. Um, just really, really bad. So we definitely need to figure out something on the offense. I do think the offensive line got a little better. We we did sign that offensive lineman. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, couldn't tell you. But so we we have signed some guys. But I'd like to see us fix that. And then there's some good defensive linemen out there. I would love to see us get a, a strong defensive tackle. Um, that just bolsters the line across the the center, and that makes it so that Irving uh, and Lawrence coming off the edge, they can't really just focus all their attention on the outside. They've got to watch for the internal pass rush as well. Uh, and it also helps stop the run. So um, you can't have Sean Lee making every single tackle. It's probably not a good path to success. Um, so I'll go with with those as well. But definitely agree with you on on both uh, of your selections as well. Do you have uh, as far as linebacker and safety go? Let's start there. Do you have some some dream players? Involved in those positions.
0: Yeah, I'll go with the uh, safety first. Um Well, I'll go with my, my, my dream picks. And I don't know if either will be here for us, Um but we're picking at 19, you know, weird things happen. A lot of quarterbacks go. Uh, my dream safety would be Derwin James out of yeah. uh, Florida state. That kid can straight ball. Um He's a playmaker. He can hit. He, like I said, you know, Florida State uh, uh, secondary members have traditionally done pretty well in the NFL. Looking at you, uh, Jalen Ramsey, and uh, of course, Neon Dion Baby. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he he he'd be my, my my guy, Andy, at safety. I see most mock drafts have him going in the top fifteen. So I don't know if he will fall. Especially, a lot of people think he might be the safety first safety off the board. Um, let me let me just
1: give you the scouting report on Derwin James. Please. Strengths, versatile safety, mismatch neutral, capable of playing man coverage on elite receiving tight ends or wide receivers, incredibly fast, big, both weight and lengthwise, excellent, strong safety, instinctive, extremely physical, flies around the field, devastating hitter, capable of taking players out of the game mentally with how hard he hits them. Can separate the ball from the receiver on any given play. Excellent in run support. Superb as eighth man in the box. Very good in zone coverage. Takes great angles. Covers a lot of ground in the middle of the field. Athletic enough in help in coverage on tight ends and running backs. Could contribute on special teams. Experienced and successful against top-tier college talent. Keeps plays in front of him. Should be able to play quickly. Oof. Can play zone or man. Good reviews from team sources on off the field character known as the quintessential locker room leader will be quote the man in any locker room. He steps into according to every NFL scout who interviewed him weaknesses. This is the number one weakness they have for him. Had a minor knee injury (laughs) as a sophomore. So two years ago, this dude had a minor injury and in one game last year, he had two missed tackles. That's what they got on this guy. It's a, it's Moby Dick as far as his strengths go. And then the weaknesses, they probably were like, well, shit, dude, we got to put some weaknesses in here. Uh, one time he stepped on a Lego that probably hurt. I don't know if his foot ever recovered. And, uh, one time he had a, a rough game. Like, dude, yeah. this guy's a dream safety. Now, like Ben said, I don't know if he's going to be available. A lot of mocks, I see this guy's going in the top 10, easy. I know. I've seen him. The biggest one I saw is nine. I've seen him at 11. You know, yeah, I've seen so- him go Tampa Bay. I've seen him go, yeah, all over that kind of area. Not it, pr- Pretty much anywhere from seven to 11 um, is a very likely spot for him to go. I know. He's my dream,
0: though. Yeah, agreed. In um, the second one, this are, these are also dreams, Andy. I, I'm not going totally realistic. They're not Yeah, completely like, out of the Yeah, we'll question. get there later. Yeah, exactly. I'm going straight dreams. My other dream would be a uh, Roquan Smith, baby. Hell yes. Anybody who watched uh, that Final Four college football, um, if you weren't familiar with linebacker, if there's one player, let me put it this way, that jumped off your screen when you were watching defense, I can sure as hell guess it was Roquan Smith. Um, the guy's a tackling machine, Andy. He is uh, basically the quintessential thing that you want in a linebacker. He um, has great range, can get and tackle down anybody. Just a stud. Jumps off the page when you watch him. He would be my dream pick at Let's, linebacker. Once again, just look at this stat line.
1: 10,
0: maybe even a minimum top 15. There has been a little bit of a concern about his – Yeah, he did catch a medical
1: red flag. So there is, I would say we have a better chance at Raquan than we do at Derwin.
0: Sure. Um, But
1: let me give you you Raquan Smith's stat line from 2017. How many tackles do you think Raquan Smith had last year? 85. 137. (laughs) Okay. Wow. How many sacks do you think he had? 10. Six and a half, but still, dude's playing okay. inside linebacker. I know. 11 and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, and two batted passes in one 12 game season. Stude's a freak show. He also had the fastest four, he had the sorry, the second fastest 40yard dash of any linebacker in the combine. Stude is a monster. And if we got a continuing to improve Jalen, Roquan, And then you put Sean Lee out there, have him teaching these dudes. Boy, starting to talk about the best linebacker core in the league, though.
0: Are you telling me? So those are my two dreams, Goat. I'll go ahead and uh, flip it to you. I mean, we can get into who we think might actually be there.
1: I'll give uh, you you two dream picks for my two positions. Um, As far as wide receiver goes, there's a lot of people that are out here screaming for Calvin Ridley. Okay. This guy was number one receiver in the <laughs> nation in high school, which you and I have talked many a time. And, and for those listening to this, you may be familiar with Rivals.com. It's a, one of the many high school rating services that exists where players are rated on a one to five star basis and then ranked numerically from one to 150 as far as how good they are. Um, Rivals has almost no relationship with reality as far as how good a guy will be at the next level. For every guy that, for every Vince Young and Reggie Bush that have been the number one player in the country, uh, you have a Darrell Scott who you've probably never heard of. Um, there was a year where the all everything quarterback of the world was Garrett Gilbert, and we all know how that turned out for Texas. Um, so take that for what it is. But Calvin Ridley enjoyed uh, a productive, somewhat productive career at Alabama. Receivers never do terribly well there unless your name's Amari Cooper. Um and I attribute that mostly to Lane Kiffin. Um so Calvin Ridley is is a guy that a lot of people have at the top of the wide receiver class. Um I personally think he's probably gonna end up going to the Bears, something like that. Um and then you've got kind of a next once you get past him it's it's kind of a large opinion about can I can I interject about Calvin Ridley? Yeah please.
0: My uh I won't say red flag my reason for disliking that pick. Uh, You mentioned Amari Cooper. How old do you think Amari Cooper is? 26? 23. Wow. How how old do you think Calvin Ridley is? Older? Uh, Younger? He's he's six months younger. Wow. uh, Amari Cooper is about to enjoy his fourth year in the NFL. Um, Calvin Ridley is going to turn 24 before this
1: NFL season ends. So you're saying we're getting a guy that's as physically developed as Amari Cooper, but with we <laughs> the wear and tear on his body. I like if, it, man.
0: If you want to take that road, you can. Uh, I just think he's a little older. You know, uh, some of these other receivers Andy's going to go to, I'll, I'll, I'll leave to you are, are all much younger. I just I don't know. There's something about that I don't like, and there's nothing necessarily wrong. I just I don't know. You're going to get five, six years out of Calvin Ridley. And I think, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I I just, I would prefer to get someone younger who can sure. buy into the their contract. Their second contract is coming into their prime,
1: not leaving their prime. Agreed. So once you get past Ridley, everyone has an opinion on who the second best receiver is. A lot of people are high on this kid from SMU, Cortland Sutton, um, big body guy. I think he's close to six five. Yeah, Um, he's a big kid. Big kid. Not necessarily the most agile person in the world. Played at SMU. Wasn't playing against elite talent. I'm not a huge fan. Um, I'll tell you this. This is where the the dream pick and the might-actually-happen collide. I want a kid by the name of James Washington from Oklahoma State. Yes, Lord. Now, for those of you who are not Big 12 fans... Over the last four years, James Washington has torn the Big Twelve a new asshole behind the Cowboys' offensive line and rest of their offense. Uh, this is a kid that was uh, all Big Twelve every single year he played, uh, and just continuously got better. So freshman year, true freshman. 28 catches for 456, six touchdowns. Six touchdowns as a freshman, I was like, I like that. And that was when he was the number one receiver on the team yet. Takes over the starting spot in 2015, 53 catches, 1087, 10 TDs. Junior year, 71 catches, 1380, and 10 touchdowns. And then 2017, this last year, 74 catches, 1,549 yards, 13 touchdowns. This guy averaged 20 yards per reception Dude. for three straight years. Yes. Yeah. The production is there. The guy is a monster. Now he's six foot flat, 205 pounds. He's closer to the Dez build than the Calvin Johnson model. Sure. And um, he doesn't have just burner speed either. Correct. Um, but this dude does flat out know how to play the position. Um, and this is, this goes kind of like, I think this touches on an an issue that's deeper about player evaluation in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I think many years in the draft, what we're looking about and almost maybe more than, uh, well, maybe a quarterback too, but wide receiver is particularly a position where you have to choose between, do you want someone who has, who's very raw but has a ton of potential and upside, or do you want someone who is maybe a more finished product with a lower ceiling? James Washington has a lower ceiling than say a Calvin Ridley, but he is polished to a mirror finish and he is ready to play NFL football tomorrow. I think the most famous case of this debate was in 1998 The top of the draft was two quarterbacks by the name of Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was seen as an uber-polished, ready-to-play quarterback, and Ryan Leaf was seen as the physically gifted phenom with a super high ceiling and all the potential in the world, but kind of raw. Ryan Leaf ended up being the largest bust in NFL history. Peyton Manning ended up being arguably the best regular season quarterback in the history of the game. So I really like what I see in James Washington – Sure. I watched the Vikings go out and take a guy who was raw but all the potential upside in the world in Laquan Treadwell a couple of years back and it has not yet panned out. Sure. I would like to make someone but, who has sure. that finish to him and I think that James Washington has that.
0: I would agree. Uh, you know, we've talked. I'm in a, I'm in agreement with everything you said about James Washington. He's just the kid can play football. Um, you know, sometimes I think everyone gets so obsessed with analyzing, you know, scouts and draft combine and cone drills and what a kid looks like in shorts. But when you put the pads on, uh, I, I, I just think he's a baller, so I would love that pick. Um, he's also an Okie State guy like Dez. My only fear of taking a receiver is I really, from things I've read, here, that's the end of Des Bryant, if they take a receiver in the first two rounds. Ah, and that's quite unfortunate. And I don't – I said this last time. I just don't see any scenario where the Cowboys are immediately better with Des Bryant not on the roster in 2018. Um, I also see it as if you want to give a guy some fire and you cut him, you better believe he's going to be ready to burn the shit out of Dallas – every single time he plays and the rest of his dude's group. gonna
1: go to philadelphia for cheap and kick our ass yeah what did, what did deshaun jackson do
0: to philly he went uh he went to washington and uh balled out for two years in both his games against philly is next year he tore them a new one absolutely so, so i'll say that's my fear um other receivers that you're you're going to hear a lot about there's uh DJ Moore from Maryland's going in that group Andy. People
1: really um, are high on that kid right now and they particularly seem to think he'd be a great fit for Dallas.
0: Yeah, I've seen his name associated with us a lot. Um he's got over the top speed which is what a lot of people like. He's more of a um a guy who can stretch the field um plays he's got, physically. He's got some hands. He does. He does. Um, I, I, I'm not too familiar because he went to Maryland, and I certain shit don't watch Maryland football.
1: But. I watched him uh, live last year against the University of Texas. It's the only University of Texas football game I've ever attended. And? Um, he was very good. Uh, Texas wasn't great, but he was matched up. He was getting doubled by um, you know an NFL corner and Deshaun Elliott, who is a safety that I would not mind having. Um, six picks last year second or third round guy. Wouldn't mind. Um, and DJ Moore won a lot of those battles. So can't say that I hate the kid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, he's a, he's another
0: guy you're seeing. Um, I think in Mel Kuyper's latest draft, he had DJ Moore going to, uh, uh, I think first round to somebody, but... Um, I lost it now, but anyway, he's 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 another guy you're seeing right there. You're also seeing um, Christian Kirk out of Texas A&M. Yep. He's another wide receiver that's going in a lot of late, mid, late, first, or early second round. Um, I know a few of our Aggie friends, despite the their misguided uh, fandom, are – Big time on this kid. Everything I've seen on highlights, of course, you know, he looks good. So I don't know if you have depth on him, but he's another guy that could make an appearance um, in a Dallas Cowboy uniform next year as well if they decide to go receiver.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, and then the last position I'll cover is uh, is DT. Um, DT is a position where we potentially have a chance to get one of the top end guys. Um I think the one that I've seen most associated with us is this kid from Washington. Uh, and I, I'm going to butcher this kid's name. I think it's Vita Vea. Yes. Um, six foot five, 332. Um, big kid. Um, v- drawing a lot of comparisons to Hello Dinata. Um, able to play both defensive and nose tackle. Um, so that would definitely not hurt my feelings. Um, there's also Duran Payne from. Uh, Alabama um, who a lot of people like as well. Uh, So defensive tackle is another, another spot where I wouldn't mind bowing up just a little bit. Um,
0: Yeah. Both are just big space eaters, right? They're not.
1: And I've seen some Maurice Hurst as well from Michigan um, who he had a a very good season last year. Um, Obviously a former teammate of taco. So, you know, I don't know how much that plays into it, but um, interesting. Uh and you know, I think that defense has always been in the last, you know, f- since DeMarcus Ware left, has been a, a real weakness of this team. So I won't mind if we if we do pretty much anything on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, I've seen Taven Bryan too, a D-tackle from Florida. So yep. uh D tackles a uh definitely a common thing that at least these guys who do mock drafts professionally and usually screw the hell out of them up or at least picking for us. So I'm sure we'll go a totally different direction, but I wouldn't be mad at any of them. You know, uh, neither me or you was super high on taco last year. And I actually think he showed some flashes late in the year. Yeah. Um, He, he
1: exceeded my expectations.
0: I'm going to say D linemen are always guys who usually have to give a year or two before they start making an impact. I mean, hell just look at tank. He, uh, he really didn't even become elite till his fourth year in the league. So, um, I wouldn't hate uh building up that D line. I mean, we we saw what worked. in you know, the NFL is a copycat league, Andy, and Philly has I think six of their front seven were first or second rounders. Um, I mean they just keep adding talent to that very, very good group. And it, you know, it worked wonders for that defense this year. So um I wouldn't uh we definitely could use use the rotational pieces um on that line and uh I wouldn't mind D tackle or linebacker. Absolutely.
1: So we've, we've gone through, you know, players at the positions we want. Um, let's talk a little bit about who we would like to see the Cowboys take just given the spots we know they have. So the Cowboys, like we said, the Cowboys do have the 19th pick um, getting into the second round. The Cowboys have the 50th pick. Uh, I think that's our only second round pick. In the third, they've got the 81st pick in the third. Mm -hmm. And then I believe we've got two in the fourth. We have two in the fourth, two in the fifth, two in the sixth, and one in the seventh. So we probably won't go all the way into like, you know, the I I don't know about you. I don't know enough guys in the sixth and seventh rounds, but give me five guys (laughs) who you think we could conceivably get in those first couple rounds who you would like to see the Cowboys get.
0: Um, well, we mentioned a little bit of, uh, um, Vita via that that's the D tackle. i I'd be most interested in if we go D tackle Andy. Um, he's certainly a possibility. Um, I would really love James Washington. A lot of people think he'll fall to the second. I don't think I want to spend a first rounder on him personally. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I just think he can be got for Agreed. cheaper. Um, but, I just fear what that would mean for Des. But if we do take a receiver, he's like you. He's he's kind of my guy. Um, else on my wish list, I would love a uh, Voltex linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds. I've seen him. Nice. Uh, he's kind of going mid first round. But if we go linebacker, that's that's a guy I want in the uh, the first round. Um, I wouldn't hate the DJ. Uh, I mean, a uh, Chark out of uh, LSU, LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second round. He's a wide receiver that uh, you know. I mean, LSU's got a bunch of wide receivers making plays in the NFL. But uh he's a great deep threat. You know, he's a fast guy. He didn't put up huge numbers at LSU, but one of those guys they talk about being incredibly athletic. Um so he's 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 another guy, Andy, I think that I would that I would uh be okay with and then I don't know O linemen at all. But if we take an O lineman in the first two if we take one in the first three rounds, I think I would like that. I don't know about first round, but if we take one in the second or third round to sure up that depth, um, and maybe even start at guard, that would that would excite me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna overlap a little bit with you, but okay. Um, so I'll start with uh, I I think that, and this could be wishful thinking. I think that the medical red flag is gonna have people press pause on Raekwon a little bit. Um, Roquan, and I think we've got a chance to nab that guy. Um, so I'm going to say I want Roquan Smith. Okay. Second round, I will agree with you. I would love to get James Washington. Um, and in my dream scenario, we are not getting rid of Dez. We're letting Dez mentor his fellow Oklahoma State Cowboy. Hell yeah. Um Third round, and and this is kind of a contingency plan for if we can't get Roquan, but also just because you can never really have enough really great linebackers. Um, I would really like to look at Malik Jefferson from Texas. Um, okay, kid's a playmaker. Um, you know, he was kind of the only good thing about the Texas defense for a minute, uh, and I think he's got all the the raw ability on the planet. And I think you give him time with with Sean Lee in a good linebacker room with a good defensive coordinator. Uh, and I think he's got a really high ceiling. Um, I do think we need to address safety. Um, and I think that like we said, you know, the Derwin Jameses, the Minka Fitzpatricks are kind of out of our reach. Um, but I really like uh Jesse Bates from Wake Forest. Um, six one, two hundred pound guy, uh, ran a four five. Um, probably gonna be available in the third or fourth round. Um Another option there is Terrell Edmonds from Virginia Tech. Um, sub four five guy, four four seven, another six, six foot, two hundred pound dude. Um, and then like I mentioned earlier, I, I really did like what I saw from Deshaun Elliott last year at safety for Texas. Sure. Um, I've
0: seen him, I've seen him floating around third round. I yeah. Would,
1: uh, if we took any safety in the
0: first three rounds, God man, yeah, like I, I don't even a, care a name. Um, Just get a playmaker back there.
1: Deshaun Elliott had six interceptions last year at safety for Texas. Um, he was a very impressive playmaker in the secondary. Um, obviously I live in Austin, you really can't escape Texas highlights and Texas games being on TV. So I did catch quite a bit of Texas football last year and the, the player I came away most impressed with, uh, was definitely Deshaun Elliott. Um, I said it from the first game, I think he had, he had a a 90 yard pick six in their first game. Um, And I said, man, that that kid looks really good. And I kept an eye on him, and and he continued to impress. Um, So I'll definitely go with those guys. And then as far as uh, the offensive line goes, a guy that I think will be available in probably the late first or early second, possibly the third, um, was Will Hernandez from uh, University of Texas El Paso. He's the fourth-ranked guard on a lot of people's big boards behind Isaiah Wynn from Georgia, Billy Price from Ohio State, and Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame. Um, I do think there's a lot of depth in this class uh, on offensive on the offensive line side, so I think we can get a guy uh, like Hernandez, and he can come in and, and be a, a really good part of – Uh, this whole unit, uh, he ran a pretty great 40 time for a, an offensive guard, uh, just below, uh, five one. Um, so approaching a five flat 40, which for an offensive guard who's 340 pounds is pretty damn impressive. Um, so that's, that's my list, man. I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty heavy on the defensive side of the ball. I want a safety. I want a linebacker or more than one. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, Love to see a wide receiver if it means we don't have to get rid of Des, and if we got to pick one, I'm going James Washington. And then, uh, obviously, we had some line issues last year, and I would love to see us pick up a guy like Will Hernandez. I think he can he can bolster that line a little bit.
0: Awesome, yeah, I love those picks. Um, and you said go defense heavy. I think we're kind of in agreement. I mean, there's not really much offensively that we really need. You know, that O line is basically set. Dak, for better or worse, is going to be our QB for probably at least the next two years till this contract's up at minimum or Jason Garrett's out of town.
1: Well, there's just no receiver out there. There is no Randy Moss in this draft. There's no wide receiver that you're like, we should go trade up and get that guy.
0: And like I said, we're okay taking receiver. Um, I'd be okay taking a tight end. We've just done it so poorly since we drafted Jason Witten or at least developing him here. And And you know what? People
1: people will say that I'm smoking something here, but. I really want to see what we got in Rico Gathers. Um, yeah. The dude's okay. a freakish athlete. He can stretch the field vertically. He had some great catches last year in the preseason. Those were not you know, little up the seam, like turning around and catching a ball between your hands. Those were like over the shoulder, long pass, going up and taking the ball from con- a contested situation with the secondary. I want to see if we can do it in a real game before we go cool. out and spend a high draft pick on another one. Dallas has enough
0: problems without me having to bring up Jason Witten um, and focus on that. but I will say we need someone who can stretch the seam and we don't Jason can't do that anymore. Unfortunately, he's still very good at those ten eight to ten yard option routes, but he's not giving you anything after the catch. Um, he's not a tremendous blocker even anymore. He's basically just a really smart player who can, you know, get open on third down. But uh, if we want an athlete, I, you know, I, I'd agree, you know, give Rico or at least a guy who can stretch the field um, and, and try and take some pressure off those outside receivers to make a bunch of contested catches.
1: Yeah, and I think that'll come down. big piece of this whole discussion will come down to we've heard a lot about the DAC friendly offense this offseason. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really know what that means, to be honest with you. Well, they
0: used to say "with Tony all the time. You don't hear other teams use this lingo, or maybe you do. And we're just so in the Dallas Cowboys zone that we, we kind of block out anything else. But it's very odd that you're hearing the same. You remember we had to make the offense Tony friendly, build that big O line for Tony, bring in yeah. Terrell Owens. For Honestly, Tony.
1: the guy that I – the only time I remember hearing it outside of the Cowboys is when the, the Redskins were talking about doing it for RG3. Um, yeah, they and that was about dumbing
0: like, down the playbook.
1: Yeah. And and I don't think that's the issue with Dak. Um, I I I tell you this. I read some stuff the other day, some film breakdown and some stats that made me feel better about the whole situation with Dak. And that's that. Um, it basically took Tony Romo, Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, and Joe Flacco, and you know, three of those guys have won Super Bowls. Tony was definitely elite in his day, and showed that these guys came. All of them had. Exceptional rookie years, impressive rookie years.
0: First year starting, at least.
1: Yeah, and then the second year that they played had a dip where they were less than what people expected them to be. Um, from stats perspective, as my dad always used to say, these D coordinators get paid too,
0: and just because you have a lot of success right away, these guys watch just as much film and they'll figure out what you're comfortable with and what you're not. And they start trying to take that away.
1: And the more film they get on you, the more, you know, they can do that. Yeah. Well, and in classic T-Bird fashion, that is succinct and brilliant. Perfectly <laughs> illustrates the point. Um, but yeah, the, definitely. These, the D coordinators are, they, they are the key, the linchpin to a lot of these NFL teams, right? Like, if there is a single chink in the armor anywhere on in an offense, they're trying to find it 24 by seven. Um, And I do think that Dak offers some interesting uh, advantages to the Cowboys offense. I think that the read option ability that he brings to the table is really, really useful. Um, And I think that having his, I think if Tyron is, we, we did hear this week that Tyron is, feels like he's the healthiest he's been in a couple of years, which is great. Um, and if Zeke's on the field all year and Tyron's on the field all year, I think that we will see a market increase in Dak's capability, which in all seriousness, Dak was not like just the worst quarterback we've ever seen running out there. He had a significant depression in quality from the year before, but that's because he almost played like the MVP of the league as a rookie.
0: Uh, Well, he was still 60%
1: plus in accuracy. Still, you know, twice as many touchdowns as interceptions.
0: If Dak has that season ever again, like that could go down as his best season ever. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean he'd have a bad career. Like that's just, he was really good. Same with Zeke. Like I expect Zeke to have a monster year next year, but if his rookie year was his best year, I mean, would it shock people? I mean, he had, A brilliant year i mean both of them were in the running for uh i mean obviously Dak one rookie of the year they're running for offensive player of the year so you know the team went 14 and two for a reason andy yeah
1: i mean if if zeke elliott if zeke elliott had his best season of all time is 1600 yards 5.1 per carry and 15 touchdowns and a receiving touchdown i mean that's an amazing season That's what I'm saying. If he only ever, if for the rest of his career he only gets 1300 yards and 11 touchdowns, no one's gonna sit around and say that Zeke sucks.
0: No, and and so that's the hard part, you know, with these guys. And uh, I think to help Dak, and we talked about this a little on the last pod, you give him more weapons. I mean, just like the Chiefs just did with Mahomes, when you're gonna give a young QB the reins, you make sure he's as comfortable as possible. And I don't see how taking away Des Bryant makes him more comfortable and I could be wrong. I'm not in the room with these
1: guys, but I sincerely doubt the Cowboys become a better offense. Totally it. agree. Totally agree. So I think that that about covers the, the Cowboys side of things. I think we'll probably do another one of these when we get close to the draft. But before we go, I do want to, we, we said we wanted to touch a little bit on the, uh, the top end of the draft and specifically what our, our other divisional brethren might be doing. So, Um, obviously we focus a lot on where the Cowboys might, you know, have a shot at who they might get. Um, but the, the focus of this draft has really been around the the quarterbacks as it usually is. Um, and so you've really got, you know, three, what people would consider probably blue chip quarterback options, and then kind of the dark horse. So you've got Josh Rosen at UCLA, you've got Sam Darnold at a USC, you've got Josh Allen from Wyoming. And then you've got Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. Yep. Um, to illustrate how different the opinions are on Baker Mayfield, I read today that one NFL scout said that he's the best QB in the draft, and the other, and another NFL scout for a different team said called him this that six foot jerk. So there's a wide delta between how people view this kid. He's uh, very controversial. He's very polarizing. Um, but the, uh, the other three guys have kind of just shuffled as far as who's going to be the top overall pick. And so right now, as it stands today, the draft order for the top three is, well, I'll go with the top five is the Cleveland Browns are picking at number one. The New York giants will be picking at number two, the jets at three because they sucked because they sucked the Browns again at four because they double sucked. And then the Broncos at five. Um, to highlight the rest of the division, the Redskins will be picking at 13 and the Eagles will be picking in at 32, whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, right off the bat, um, I'll, I'll say it first. I really, really hope that Cleveland takes Sam Darnold first overall. Um, everything I've heard has said that the giants want Sam Darnold at two but they will take him if he's there. Um, And I would love for them to pull the trigger on Josh Allen. Oh, my God. If they take Josh, elite arm strength, elite hands, Allen. Now, I know people are calling us crazy here because they're like, guys, Josh Allen is very tall. He has big hands, bigger than average Hands. And
0: stats are for losers.
1: Don't stats look at the stats. Stats are for losers. Uh, that is a dangerous game to play. I will retort that he is garbage. And some of the tape I've seen of this kid is mind-blowing that he is a top-end first-round draft pick. I really... And, and again, this could be one of those situations where the NFL has an incredible recency bias where... So, for instance, Trent Richardson went really high in the first round a couple of years back at running back and busted pretty hard. And suddenly all the talk was like, oh, you don't take running backs that high anymore. Running backs are out. Then Zeke goes at four, he balls out, and suddenly people are like, oh, you should take Leonard Fournette, like, top two picks. Similarly, Carson Wentz, small school guy, very similar draft profile to Josh Allen, And he played incredibly well last year until his injury. And so now people are like, ah, yes, Josh Allen, the next Carson Wentz. And I just don't think that that's how it works. They're totally different people. They played for two different teams and they're going in, they're going to be going to two completely different systems. Um, One of them is going to go to Cleveland where all careers go to die. And one is going to go to New York where they have no run game, and no offensive line and hopefully their number one receiver uh, who will be making roughly uh, 87% of all the money on the team if he gets resigned. So it's an interesting discussion. Ben, what do you see happening?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It'd be so funny if Josh Allen went to the Giants at two. I would, I would cry with happiness. Um I don't know. I, I really think it's a toss-up between almost all these guys. I think Baker falls a little bit outside of the top three of Darnold, Rosen, and Allen just on most mocks. You see that. That doesn't mean some team might not jump up and trade for him um, if someone really loves him. But I think the Browns probably go Darnold one. Um, And if they do, it'll be interesting to see if the Giants go Rosen Allen or um Saquon Barkley is a big one or Bradley Chubb as a D end. I've seen them take two. I'll
1: tell you what, that Chubb kid is gonna
0: be a fucking beast. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a stud. Um he's gonna be the first defender off the board without question. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I, I really don't know what the Giants are thinking. Eli's getting way up there in age, and he's played like complete ass for a long time. But people are finally starting to notice that he's not very good. So, you know, I think you know he's going to be thirty-seven this or he is thirty-seven this year. Um, I mean, obviously there's still QBs that age playing, but they got to plan for their future. They're they're in a bit of a free fall. Um, I think they go QB Andy. Um, I don't know who yet. But they're going to go QB. I think you probably see the Browns at four get Barkley um, and try and go quarterback, running back in the same draft.
1: That's a good revamp for their backfield. Um, Yeah, sure. I'll I'll say this. I'm not as high on Saquon Barkley as the rest of the world. Um, No, you're not. (laughs) The kid's really good. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a very, very good running back. However – I will caveat that by saying that and and I said I've said this about other players in the past and and it's bit me in the ass they turned out to be incredibly good so take everything I say with a truckload of salt but I watched Saquon Barkley absolutely disappear in some games last year um, you know people were calling this guy the best running back to come out of college in since Adrian Peterson and we're talking about a guy that had five 100-yard games last year out of 13. He had a 47-yard game against Georgia State. He had a 20-carry, 56-yard game with no touchdowns against Indiana. He had 21 carries for 44 yards against Ohio State. He had 14 carries for 35 yards against Rutgers. 16 carries for 77 yards against Maryland. I mean, he scores a ton of touchdowns. They let him punch it in from the one, but I, I just don't see the dominance. That I mean,
0: you well, compare it's this weird like Zeke's
1: senior year, I can
0: say people talk like he's—is he any better than Zeke, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette? Um, I mean, we've had some really, really quality running backs come out in the last three years that have set the league on fire and. I think they're benefiting Saquon. He at four would go as high as I guess Zeke and Fournette. Um, but I kind of I agree with you. I think this may just be the trend. I mean, he's clearly the best running back in this class, but
1: would you want to spend a top five pick on him? I don't know. I mean, I, I look at so you look at you look at Saquon this last year, and he had twelve hundred and seventy one yards. Zeke Elliott had close to 900 in his last five games. Five games at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, in the Zeke national, had
0: one bad game in his last year of college. So,
1: yeah, exactly. He had one one bad game against Michigan State, where they gave him the ball 12 times and they got shut down. But you have pretty other than that, Z crushed for over 100 in every single game and over 150 for the vast majority of those games. His junior year, I guess it was his sophomore year because he left junior year. His sophomore year, he ended his season on a streak where against Michigan, 17 for 121 and two touchdowns, 20 for 220 and two touchdowns against Wisconsin. 20 for 230 and two touchdowns against Alabama, and 36 for 246 and four touchdowns against Oregon in the national title game. Saquon Barkley doesn't have a performance like that in his career. He has one 200 yard game against Iowa, a meaningless regular season game. <laughs> I mean, the kid's good. Don't get like I said. Don't right. don't get it twisted. Saquon Barkley is a very capable player. And I think he will be a very good running back in the league. But the talk about him of being the best running back that anyone's ever seen in the history of time is really just a little weird to me. I just Dude, don't but really... But he, like,
0: jumped higher than Odell and, like, ran faster than uh, some other running back and has hands <laughs> bigger than, like,
1: Calvin and... you <laughs> But does he have bigger hands than Josh Allen? <laughs> no because no one has bigger hands than josh allen so yeah um but but you know saquon barkley very good player um cleveland rolls out there with darnold and saquon and the receivers they've put together um they can put together something resembling an offensive line then their their offense could be much much improved um you know, in that five spot with Denver, I think they're probably going to go offensive line. That's what that's what I'm I'm seeing a lot. Um, most likely Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame. Um, five is a high pick for a guard, but uh, he is the, the probably the best lineman in the draft, so it's probably where you're going to see it. Um, and then once you get into like six and seven, you're looking at probably Chubb, and then seven is probably where we're going to see Derwin James go.
0: Yeah, um, I've seen him. I've seen I don't know. I've seen, Fitz Rook, I've seen Mika, Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, these things are guesses for a reason. Um, a couple other things I want to hide out or uh, guess at Andy here before we go. That's the top of the draft. As we said, uh Washington are uh the R words uh to the east of us. They um they're picking at thirteen by all Mocks. I've seen they're probably taking uh, someone on defense. Their run defense was atrocious, whether that's a linebacker like Tremaine Edwards, who I would want, or I've seen D tackles. I've seen Deron Payne tied to them yep. uh, and Vita Villa tied to them. So uh, they may get first crack at the defender we want. We'll see how that plays out. And uh, Philly at 32, I've seen running back. You, I saw uh, Darius Geis get the yep. – Selected there once or twice.
1: Um, seen him get Maurice Hurst,
0: yeah, yeah. So, um, Philly's in a good spot, unfortunately. You know, they did lose LeGarrette Blunt, and they aren't stacked at running back. They still have the Jai, So I don't know if running back is a huge need. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they went receiver. Um, I know they had Torrey Smith, but, um, you know, they have Alshon, of course, and Nelson Aguilar came on. I still wouldn't be shocked to see them go receiver or
1: O-line. But You know, one, one guy that I've seen get picked at the Cowboy spot at 19 is this kid from Boise State, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Yeah, linebacker. From Boise State, yeah. Um, I know nothing about that guy. Um, I would really, really hope that – If it came down to it, I wouldn't mind us trading. We have 10 picks. I wouldn't mind us trading up a little bit to go after Roquan if he's only a couple picks away. Um, If we need to move up to like 17 to get Roquan, because I think that the Chargers are probably looking at linebacker too. Um, But we'll see. We'll definitely see.
0: Um. So yeah, I think I think that basically covers our perspectives. Um, one last dream pick on day three. I would love to see if he's there. Is the boy Kiki Cootie?
1: Hell yeah! I know we're fat at receiver right now, and especially right that kind there. of receiver, like because he would probably just have to take like switch the his coral Switzer. <laughs> yeah, but I love um,
0: Kiki. I hope the best for him. If he's a cowboy, I'd love it. So uh that would know, be great. You got any late round? loves for yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that we trade all 10 picks and get Nick Shiminick a uh, sleeper uh, pick out of Texas Tech University. Uh, he's got a big arm. He's got some cool tattoos. Um, he wears a cool sweatband around his head, uh, and he can be counted on to throw some real ugly interceptions. So, entertainment galore. He's, um, he's pretty much good for a screen pass or overthrowing a deep ball. So, Count on it. Book it book it. Uh, no, but, um, yeah, I I would say, you know, late round guys. Um, I, you know, there's, it depends how late we're talking. Uh, there's, you know, once we get into like fourth, fifth round, I, I, like I said, I really do. I kind of have this, this little love affair with, uh, Deshaun Elliott going on. Um, would really love to see us take him. I think that we are very, very weak at safety. Um, Another kid who has impressed me is uh, Equiminius Brown. Equiminius St. Brown, I should say, from Notre Dame. Uh, he's a wide receiver. Um, made some, some really great catches for them last year. Um, so that would be definitely very cool. Um, and then as far as like a developmental player goes, uh, Deshaun Hand out of uh, Alabama. Um, so Deshaun Hand was the number one player in the country coming out of high school. He's a DN. He never really cracked. He didn't crack the starting lineup at Bama until his senior year. Um, But he's a physical freak. Uh, And I, I just maybe think he kind of got stuck in a log jam at a very crowded position at, at Bama. Um, And I wouldn't mind spending one of those late round picks, maybe, you know, our second fourth or something to, to see if we can find, find some gold in them, their hills with that guy.
0: All right. Yeah, so, I would I wouldn't hate it. Um we'll see what happens. You know, me and Andy are not uh experts. I mean, we could kill this draft. We've done it. You know, I've I've probably done 30 Madden drafts in my life, so I have a pretty good eye for talent myself. Um and me and Andy have looked at a lot of Big 12 players, so we got that pretty much covered. And um yeah, uh anything you want to add here go before we sign um, off.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll add one last thing. Uh, give me, give me Mark Walton in the late rounds out of the U to back up Zeke.
0: Okay,
1: uh, toward the ACL. Yeah, I think he can come back from that. I think he can ball. I think he can ball. So, but yeah, that's kind of it for now. Um, like we said, we'll probably do another kind of update to this. You know, things tend to kind of fall uh, into a more orderly fashion as we get closer to the draft Um, we'll see kind of what you know what exists out there once we get closer so I think we'll probably end up doing another one of these on the 24th which is the the Tuesday before the draft so be on the lookout for that Um, and then obviously we will do a uh, a post-draft show the following Tuesday once the draft ends on Sunday we'll do a show on Tuesday um, to give you guys a breakdown of all the the brand new Cowboys, where we think they stand, and kind of update where we think the team stands overall, having added the new talent. So that'll be really fun. Um, so yeah. What about you, Ben? Anything to add?
0: Nope. I think that's good. Uh, like I said, we might do one more sneak peek as it comes up. Um, if the Cowboys make an ill-advised thing about Dez Bryant, who's meeting with Jerry Jones this Friday. Uh, yes. Um, I don't know if that means anything. You know, they might just be shooting the shit. But if um, if something big is about to happen with Dez, we will of course jump on the pod and uh, do a probably our most sad episode ever. Um, oh I think, man, I think that's it, man. A funeral for my Cowboys fandom. Is i what can that say be. My, my 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 care for this team would cut in about half without Dez, and Absolutely. I mean. It
1: absolutely so as always guys uh thank you so much for listening to the show uh if you have any thoughts on who the Cowboys should take feel free to hit us up on the twitter uh at bwbb with underscores under all the letters uh let us know who the Cowboys should take if you heard some of our picks and you thought these guys are fucking stupid let us know We, we would love to hear that from you um and, uh, as always like, and subscribe, uh, we are, are, I know we say it all the time. But we are actually right around the corner from being up on the iTunes. So you'll be able to just have us automatically populated to your phone very soon. Very excited yeah, about send that. Send all your, send all your hate mail to goat. He's got send, it in words. Absolutely. Send all of it to me. Um, and yeah, guys, as always, thank you so much. Uh, feel free to like, and subscribe, send some comments. We love hearing from the people that listen to this podcast. We super appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Uh, and that just about does it for me. Ben, final thoughts? Uh, like I said, that's
0: it, man. Y'all have uh, uh, you know good weeks and shit, and um, hit us up on
1: the Twitter. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, as always, this has been Boys Will Be Boys. We'll see you guys before the draft. I am Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Take it easy. Peace.